What's up, family? It's the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again for another fire episode on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. So let's get into it, family. How you been? How you been? I have been um, interesting, (laughs) and that's a good word to use, interesting. And the reason I say I've been interesting is because typically in uh, the Christian world, in the church, I'll say it like that, we say the enemy has been trying to stop my progress or what have you. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm not a a believer in giving the devil, Lucifer, the enemy, however you refer to him, that much power. I'm going to say that uh, life's been an interesting challenge. And we're going to talk about it because it's been a while. We're going to get into last week's news. Let's do it. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. Now, you're probably going to use this news. Uh, (laughs) I think I need to change the segment, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so I think that... um, Health is a big deal, right? And uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So you're probably going to use this news. Then again, you may not. It's it's just kind of funky, but I don't care. You're going to listen because this is my therapy and we've talked about this already, family. (laughs) Dying Stallion, how you doing, man? What's going on? Well, you know, my health. (laughs) Oh, all right. All right. Uh, So... I, I had to some, go. Yeah, I know you told me about some crazy things. That yeah, was going I had on. to go to the hospital. So, like, family, I know we've talked about uh, cholesterol issues, uh, and that wasn't why I was in the hospital. So, back in 2016, it was March of 2016 to be exact, um, I had a car accident. A guy hit me going approximately 50 miles an hour, uh, hit me from behind. The traffic was almost to a stop. So basically I was I was at almost a complete stop when he hit me. So imagine being hit going about 50 miles an hour from the back and uh, you're like almost stopped. So it does a lot to the body, right? And so from 2016 to current day, apparently I am still suffering from what is called a gliosis scar. Now a gliosis scar is a bruising on the brain. And quite honestly, that just has to fix itself. It's not something they can do. There's no medication you can take. It's one of those things where the white blood cells have to decide, I'm going to stop attacking this area because I don't need to try to heal it anymore. Unfortunately, because of where it is in my brain, it causes numbing sensations on my left side. So if you know anything about stroke, guys, you know that typically the left side is where you see visible signs of um, a stroke occurring or have happened, right? And so I was driving into work. So it actually started the day before um, that week. I was driving into the office and I noticed my leg was like, well, I wasn't driving, excuse me. I was in my office. I was sitting down and my leg started just doing something stupid, the middle of my thigh on the left side. And I was like, wow, did I like sit wrong or like what? And lo and behold, with that, my leg just wouldn't stop. And so I just stood up for a while, kind of dissipated, went home. Then the next day I'm driving into the office again, my hands a little like, tingly on the left side. I'm like, what is that about? Right. And then I sit down in my chair in the office, notice that it's starting to kind of travel up my arm. And then it traveled up to the point where it was at the like bottom of the left side of my jaw. And I was like, wow, really? This is happening. This is really happening. Not that I was thinking it was a stroke. It was just the fact that I knew I'm probably going to have to go to the ER because I don't know what it is. Right. So I go in, they're doing all the funky little tests that they do. Mind you, this woman bruises me. Now, I, I'm I'm good with giving blood. Sewer. <laughs> Get your money, girl. <laughs> Look here. I wrote a really mean review. <laughs> oh, you know, know. That, that 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 shows your age a bit. Stop writing reviews. <laughs> Who does that? Look, look 
look at here. That's the, hey, this is the That's way like the, me going to the Whataburger at 3 a.m. and writing the water and saying, listen, hey. it took a long time in the drive through <laughs> and I'm going to write your corporate office because I think that's going to work. <laughs> I don't like you right now. <laughs> What happened? Not, what happened to the cold and walk in there and be like, hey, hey, look, I you wanted don't to bruise me, I, man. When I tell you, first of all, I, I've given blood before. Right. I've had IVs and all that kind of stuff. I've never been bruised. And I knew she bruised me when she was like she went into the vein. It's like the same arm on my right side. Like, I just know what vein to get. It pops out beautifully for you, whatever. Right. Lady, I was about to say Ooh. chick. I was, yeah, I'm hot still because I still have bruising. Like I've got, you know, issues. Like I'm, I'm got a drug issue, and I don't, and I don't want people judging me. Like, oh, she needs help. I do not need. I need to heal. You need help. I feel a little In aggressive. Some areas. I, do, <laughs> I do need help. We all do. We all have our issues. Drugs just aren't mine. Is what go. I'm saying. No shade, no shame. But. Uh, she bruised me, man. And here's the thing, Highland Park, because I was in Dallas and I wasn't far from the Highland Park ER. So I'm thinking Highland Park, where all the rich people live, surely they're going to take good care of me. I feel offended. I think I was stereotyped and I was, I was looked down on as some little poor lady. So she bruised me, said she's used to this or something. I'm reaching, but I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> She's used to this. Ah, I'm she's you. used to being bruised. I'm telling you, she just looks like rough. it. She's just, oh, and being extra. But no, guys. So I ended up going to the ER in one location. And they're like, well, we don't have the capabilities to do these other testing that they needed to do. So then they sent me to the hospital. I get to the hospital. Well, thank God I wasn't really having any like serious issues as it relates to stroke or a heart attack. But they had me just sitting there. And can I tell you, it was the most disturbing wait time I could have ever dealt with. And it was primarily because I hear a lady literally, I couldn't look at her. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't. But I'm thinking, all of y'all hear this in the ER. This woman is vomiting, like to the point, yeah, vomiting to the point where I want to say she was dry hacking. Like you heard, the, and I was like, oh, this is really tough. Because I'm thinking, why are y'all not trying to help this lady? Like, Clearly, she's in a really dire state. Whatever's going on, she's having some really like tough times in her intestinal area or whatever. But you're just, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I was feeling for the lady because she literally was just, and it was constant. And I'm like, wow, they're just going on about like, it's just not time for her to be seen. I was just like, oh my Lord. What did you want them to do? Like, I don't know. She was vomiting. Did she have a bucket? She had one of those airplane bags and she That's kept all she needs. You know what? You're just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she I don't need to this. get something out. OK, you know what? Get the demons out. Uh, she was, she was them doing all I out. mean, it sounded like something was really bad in there. That's the scariest part about throwing up. You know, I had a buddy back <sighs> in high school that he, you, he was a, a, the loudest person when he threw up ever mm. and you knew because mm. like, after a long basketball practice or something if he didn't eat something right wow you'd you hear knew. him just he like would scream oh no and i was like mike no he's See, dying he couldn't have been my son and i'm like son we got to talk about this it was like my dad when he used to sneeze he used to scare the heck out of me <laughs> he would scream <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> like he when i was a child i, I still have nightmares from oh that. no 
terrible. Sorry. But, I mean, it's fine. Like, Off but on a tangent. no, but it all ties together because my experience in the hospital was just like I was not happy. I never got a okay. So I'm not a fan of hospital gowns, but I never got a gown. I literally was in the clothes. I came in to the hospital in. I was in the bed. They kept me overnight for observations and and whatever and tests. And I had the same clothes on. Nobody offered me a gown. Nobody offered me anything like to to change. You know. No, I was in my same clothes the entire time in the hospital. I was just like, it's time to go. I'm not supposed to be here. But here's the thing. The gliosis scar is still there. Your girl's going through all these neurology appointments and fun stuff. Um, I say that very sarcastically. But I want to press upon all of you to know your body, right? Um, although... I know that this was not a stroke and I know it wasn't a heart attack or anything of that nature. Um, the signs were still very prominent to the point where I needed to take action. And some of us have these ideas or uh, ways that we want to self-diagnose um, and, and know what's going on. And you truly don't know. There's a reason why God has placed individuals to be talented, educated, have the right wisdom and use their knowledge to help diagnose what may be going on with you. And I'm not saying they get it right all the time. And we know that they're human, but Let's just be wise with your body. Take it from me. It's not fun. But so that was news you actually could use. Here's some news you um absolutely cannot use, but it's going to be entertaining. So I have a boo. <laughs> you know what? Your face is like unacceptable. <laughs> it's like eating. It's I don't know. It's like eating bad candy That's to me. Inappropriate. It's not. It is. Nah. You're supposed to love me and be happy oh, no, for I me. I do love you. I know you're. You're not acting like it. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feel love right now. Oh no! There's so much love. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> he's the. He's the guy that's just very protective because he's seen me go through some really dark times and some tough stuff. But I'm not gonna give his name because I don't. You know how people are. I they start. Did. You better just not. So everybody can look out for You better not do oh, that. Yeah. You know how I am. <laughs> I really wish you could see his face. <laughs> wow, you're really good at like give really giving hits. Duh. They're they're not. <laughs> I hate you all my life. <laughs> I love that I said the name. And you really, no one will know. Nobody will know. He he really did. He seriously did. He did it in a very creative way because that's who he is. Um, but no, he, he's a really good guy, and uh, I give it up to him. He's 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 taking a tough road with me. That's for sure. Like he he not chased ladies. There's a difference. Chasing means you're running from. Pursue means, you know, they're there and you're continuing to see how this can evolve into whatever it's meant to evolve into. And so, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting time. Um, so shout out to Mr. And I'm not giving a whole lot. We are going to the Dominican. I'm putting that out there and I'm saying, ah, shut it. I didn't have a soundbite for that. So I made it. <laughs> yeah, you really did. I did. <laughs> And the only reason I'm saying it is because, quite honestly, I'm totally fine with going. Like, I think that you have to have a certain level of peace about decisions that you make in life, period. Right. And and I get what's going on over there. And I know we've seen a lot of stuff. But can we just be real? There's been a lot of deaths over in the Dominican. There's been a lot of things that have happened that have not been highlighted. But for whatever reason, now we want to talk about all the things that are happening and all the things that have been highlighted about the Dominican, just like the media does with anything. Right. Um, there was a time we were like talking heavily about 
Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Are we talking about it now? No, we're no. not. How about Ebola? Exactly. For Are we two talking and about half it? Months. West Nile still still exists. Are we talking about no. it? No. Right? And so it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and I'm so glad you said Ebola because it was really bad here in Dallas. For like, but it was only like a month and a half. And then it just disappeared. Right. Let's just Agenda be real. Hidden. <laughs> so I'm not saying do not be cautious when you go places, right? But I talked to a girlfriend. Um, she she was just so irate about it, like just having a mini meltdown. And I had to explain to her. I said, let me ask you something. When you hang out with your girlfriends and it's nighttime, right? And do you guys all park in the same place in the parking garage, for example, if there is one? They were like, well, we park in the vicinity. I said, exactly. Does everybody walk each other to their car or take you to make sure you're in your car safely? And she didn't have an answer for that. I said, let me go a little step further for you. Do you just unlock your door and get in versus looking to see if somebody actually is in your car before you get in it? You don't because you're real casual and comfortable. I'm going to let everybody know that all over this world, there are going to be people that could kill you. Pretty much. And that could hurt you. Pretty much. So just be careful. Exactly. Now, if they were to change, because there's travel advisory, the U.S. government lets you know, hey, we're going to strongly encourage you not to go there right now, right? There are advisory levels. Mexico has been at a level two since our lovely president, I say that sarcastically, Trump has been in office. And he's done a lot to offend Mexico. And it's at a level two. Yeah. And it's been there for years. So is the Dominican. Is there stuff going on? Now, yes. if there was like a crazed serial killer. Yeah, I'm not going. Right. Like, but come it's on. just, it, crime happens. Crime happens. Things happen. I mean, what, in Dallas this year? The, how many killings have there been in Man. Dallas? In, exactly. And it's insane. Like, like real talk. Insane. It's in, it's ridiculous. Right here in our backyard, here yeah. in Dallas. And so, I mean, yes, I appreciate the prayers. Yes, I appreciate the concern. The Dominican people are like, I don't want to go to Dallas. Right. <laughs> and that's real. We don't want to go where you are. Right. And how I feel about it, honestly, is that the level of um, heightened hospitality, security, because they're getting bad PR, like ridiculously bad PR. And this is like one of the top um, tourist locations that people will go to, to through the years. And so they're trying to turn it around and say, look, it's we get it, but we're, we're not out here trying to kill you, you know, Americans. Right. And so I'm saying that to say, look, you've got to go with your peace. You have to know if you have peace about a situation, whatever it is, whether it's like I'm going to the Dominican, I know all over the, the media and everywhere they're saying it's just horrible, what have you. But there are going to be times where you have to make a decision and you make that decision and you move forward in that decision, regardless of how others may view that decision, because you know it's right for you. And that's it. That's all. So, uh, yeah, that's my segment. It actually was used. You could use some of it. Maybe you couldn't use like me having a boo. You like how I slid that in and I didn't really go into detail because it ain't. God, that's over. You know what? I don't really care, little girl, because I'm going to keep talking anyway because it's my show. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, today I still <laughs> you don't have to approve. I need to meet this dude. You will. You I will. need to. He needs to be on the show. He will. Well, and I'll talk to him. I'm, I'm going to wait on that. I think he can be on the show a little later. I'll talk to him. <laughs> that's why he can't be on the show because I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, Mister. It's okay. He listens all the time. So, Mister, it's okay. He's he's listening to you. Good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was hilarious. So today, 
Ladies and gentlemen, first, let me say this. I appreciate, I haven't said it in a while. I appreciate you listening in and, and tuning in to the show as much as you do. Um, I got some great things in the works in my mind. I haven't put it down yet. and haven't talked to the Italian stallion about it yet, but just got some plans coming into the fall, into the new year. Um, want to take it to another level. But I just appreciate you guys hanging out with me, listening in. And I, I really do pray that what you get from this podcast, from this show is beneficial to your life. And again, I want to hear from you, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, you know, always holler at me. Let me know what you're thinking, how you enjoy the show, what some things you'd like to to hear more about. Give me some topics even. I'm down for that. You know, th- I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you and make sure you get all that God has for you. So with that said, I want to talk about expectations, guys. You know, I, I, I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, friends and family about expectations and some of them are distorted and some of them are valid. And the reason I say some are distorted, because anytime you put your expectation into an individual and when they do not say rise up to that expectation, yes, will you get disappointed? Sure, you will be disappointed. But at the end of it all, do you still move forward with what you desire? I read a book um, a while back and I'm actually reading it again because it's just it's one of those types of books that you read to continuously uh, stay sharp in your mind. It's Think and Grow Rich. Now, the reason I read it again and, and going back through it again is because it sets the tone for mental toughness. And I probably should have labeled this um, this show or this topic, if you will, is mental toughness, but they go hand in hand. You have to be mentally tough. You have to know that once you set your sights on what you feel you have been called to, once you recognize your purpose, once you uh, set a goal, right, you cannot get into a space where you alter your expectations. And what I mean by that is this. In the book, Thinking Grow Rich, it talks about having a burning desire, like just this is what I see my life looking like. That's it. That's all. Now, the vehicle may change as to how that comes to pass, but how you see your life, that's it. That's all. That's what I plan to obtain. So if it's say you want to have a house in the island somewhere, you want to be able to travel the globe being paid to speak, uh, inspire and motivate people to live better lives, whether it's I just want to be at the end of the day. I know I was a great mother or father and the the maturity of my children is evidence of that. They're doing what I believe they uh, were meant to do or they're living their lives and they're successful law-abiding citizens. What, whatever that is, whatever that goal is, the vehicle in which how you get there could change, alter, you move and, and, and you adjust. But the goal should never change. What happens though, as I believe in relationships, it happens with careers. It happens in all facets of life. When something doesn't rise to the expectation, our desire gets diminished. My question to you is why? If that is really what you want for your life, if that's what you have in your head, and keep in mind, dreamers who never lose the dream are the ones who achieve it. I heard this um, here recently, I, I have the privilege of being on calls with individuals who are highly successful. And I hear it's every morning at 8 a.m. They get on these calls and they are fired up and they speak nothing but motivation, encouragement, and they give you some tools to work within it. Right. But it's all about mental toughness. That's what they focus in on every morning. Staying tough, staying strong about what you desire to see as success in your life. Right. And one of them said this and it stuck with me. He said, leaders are losers who never quit. And and it really was like, hmm, you had to sit and you had to think about it. Leaders are losers who never quit. What does that mean? That means that, yes, I took some L's. 
I took some losses. This didn't go how I saw it. This didn't go how I saw it. This relationship I thought was going to be this mm, turned out to be nothing. This I thought was going to make me a ton of money turned out I lost a lot of money. This I lost, but I never gave up on the goal. And that's why I'm a leader in the game of life of whatever area I'm a leader in. The reason that um, Richard Branson is who he is is because he never gave up. Whatever his ultimate goal was, whether it was to be a billionaire, the man has touched a lot of areas of business from having his own um, airline magazines. Like the man has touched every area of life that you can think of from a career aspect. And he's been successful as it relates to where he saw his life. His expectation for his life came to pass. Right. And so I want to challenge you today. I really want to challenge you today about what it is to truly set the right expectation for your life and walk it out. Understanding the vehicle will change. Understanding that. But knowing that at the end of it all, if I set my sights on the goal, allowing the vehicles to change, but not the goal. And yes, expectations on people, nine times out of 10, and I am saying nine times out of 10, will be a failure. People are going to let you down. Know that. And if you go into it with that expectation, you are less likely to put so much energy into a person, right? And when they do let you down or when they do disappoint you in what they were supposed to carry out or how they were, they projected themselves to be, you can move on saying, okay, well, you're just not part of the end goal. You're not part of the end game. Does I can say it. And yes, it's not easy. <laughs> I can say that just as clear as I just did, as plain as I just did. And no, it is not easy to walk away from individuals who have been in your life for 10 years. Walk away from individuals who've been in your life for 20 years. Walk away from family members that you recognize are toxic and they're creating more issues for you as you pursue your purpose, as you pursue that expectation you have for your life. Is it going to be tough? Absolutely. But is it necessary? Absolutely. If you think about, uh, and, and here's the correlation, if you think about Jesus going to the cross, the ultimate goal and expectation was to die on the cross and cover all sin, but to end up with all power in his hand, sitting at the right hand of the Father. That's the end goal, that you will recognize that I am the Messiah, that you will recognize that I am the Redeemer. But I got to go through a whole lot of hell. That's not even my fault. Mind you, Jesus was a perfect lamb. No blemish. Did nothing wrong. Nothing. But yet was persecuted like a criminal in those times. Beaten like you wouldn't believe. But at the end goal was, I'm going to sit at the right hand of my father with all power in my hand. But I got to go through some hell first. Some of you are going through hell right now. Let's just be real. Life is not fair. Money's funny. Family's funny. Finances, you, you, it's like everything is just falling apart, right? But are you going to give up? Are you going to just choose to settle and say, this is the expectation from my life. This must be what my life is meant to be. I tell this story all the time when it comes to expectations. And I heard it and I wish I could tell, give credit to who I heard it from because it's not mine. You got an alcoholic father. You have two sons. One son grows up to be an alcoholic just like his father. The other one never touched a drop of alcohol, became highly successful and educated. You sit both of them down and you ask them, how did you become who you are and why did you choose to be this person? The alcoholic son says, that's all I know. That's what my dad did. The other son says, I, saw, I didn't want to be who my father was. In other words, 
The father was the motivating factor, but the desire for the life is the determining factor of how their life turned out. One said, because your life is not amounting to anything and I know what my life and what I want it to be, I will never touch a drop of alcohol because I don't want to turn out to what, to what you did. The other one uses as an excuse to say, well, I mean, what you expect? This is all I know. This is all I had. And I mean, my dad didn't become anything. So why would I? I'm, I'm from him. It is a choice. What is the expectation you have for your life? And are you truly living in that expectation or are you living in the expectation of others and what they put on you and what they project on you? It's a highly important topic that you should really consider uh, during this time, especially in the summer. We're on the back half of the year, guys. It's game time as far as I'm concerned. If you haven't been hitting goals, if you haven't been hitting it hard as it relates to what you thought this year should look like, you still have time. And a lot can change in a day, in a month, in a week. And definitely in a year, but it's going to start with your expectations that you have for yourself and your life. So I hope today that that was something that, like I always say, you can chew on, um, take the meat, spit out the bones, if you will, but definitely take it, meditate on it, let it work in you so that you can start having the right expectations for yourself, not people, but for yourself. Know the vehicle may change as to how you get to the ultimate goal, but never lose your expectation. Leaders are losers who never give up. Let that be your story. So remember, we can carry on the conversation, family. You know I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Hit your girl up at No Ordinary Church Girl, both on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Obviously, when you're on uh, Spotify or anywhere that podcasts are, be sure to drop a review. Let me know what you're thinking. The good, the bad, the ugly doesn't bother me at all. That's how I get better. I am. I have thick skin. <laughs> so as I always say, family, make your Monday far from ordinary and let your week manifest into God's best. Love you. Thank you.